0: Hey, Ben Atkinson here, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. Today, this is part of the series, Teach Us to Pray. Of course, that comes from Luke 11, uh, verse 1, where Jesus' disciples are like, teach us to pray. And this is going to be a four-part series around the Our Father, around the verse that Jesus, or the, the prayer that Jesus gave the disciples. We looked at last time what we call up, in, and out. And there's. I want to encourage you to start with the introduction, then go to number one, and then go to number two. They're all progressive. They all flow together. But the first one is where we seek the knowledge of God, uh, who he is, and then we turn that prayer back around in ministering to him. Hopefully you understand that. Then we go in, we search out what he thinks and feels about us, in our own heart, and then we minister that to ourselves. We pray that until it happens, and then out, we take the knowledge of who he is, what he thinks and feels, and then we pray for our neighbor, and we pray outward. So today, we're really going to be focusing in, in our own heart, and what he thinks and feels about us, his love for us and then we're going to pray that, and then we're going to believe it, and then those around us are going to be affected as we become salt and light. Um, And I talk about all the time, the Lord's prayer really is the answer for you growing in the knowledge of God. It's the answer for your prayer life. And actually, today, I'm going to show you this in as we go into the Lord's emotions, it's actually the answer for uh, your. if you're dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression. As you pray this, as you go deep, as you meditate on this, you're going to find out who God is, what he thinks about you, and then you're going to pray that into your heart until you believe it and it grows. Remember, the kingdom of God is like a seed. And as we're praying, we take the seed and we put it in the ground. Prayer is really a gardening You take that seed, you put it in the ground, you have the Holy Spirit begin to move and water the thing. And then it begins to grow inside of us. So, again, we've got our prayer sheets. We've got prayer sheet number one. It's centered around the Our Father prayer sheet two, where we go after the emotions of God prayer sheet three, where we we craft a prayer for our uh, neighbor and then apostolic prayers which are prayers from the Bible. You can download all these at our website. So let's start with prayer. And I want to pray the Our Father. So Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Okay. So today I want to go through, again, this is number two where we're focusing in. We're going to look at the Our Father. We're going to say, what does this scripture show me about what you, God, think and feel about me? Again, we want to take time to actually craft a prayer out and fill in the blanks of what he, and and write down in our own words. So we're, we're engaging with God. And what does this do? It's important for us to learn to read the Bible, say the Bible out loud, meditate on the Bible, And then turn that back around in prayer. When it's time for us to obey, we obey. When it's time for something for us to believe, we say, God, give us grace to believe, help us. And it's important for us to have faith in the Lord. So with that being said, um, what happens when we When we read, when we read the uh, the words, the Bible, it's actually truth. And that truth is what actually changes us. It transforms us. What are you giving your eye gates to? If you're giving your eye gates to something that's horrific that you shouldn't be looking at, it's going to hurt you. It's not going to help you. And your conscious becomes seared. Your mind begins to not work as it should. And the only way back is truth. The only way back is you give yourself to truth and your patient with that as it takes time. Many people say, well, I tried to read the Bible, but I'm saying read it. And with young people, we, in fact, we gave a Bible to a young person yesterday. Uh, I, I coach uh, young basketball, uh, I think he's 11 year old. And the, the other coach gave a Bible to this young man. And I said, if you read that for 21 days, You're going to form a habit, and that's actually going to begin to change you because that truth begins to come inside you. So I want to encourage you to read the Bible. So we read it. Now, when we say it out loud, it actually forces our mind and heart to interact at a different level. So it's important for you to actually read things out loud, say things out loud. That's why later I'm going to pray the Our Father out loud. And then thirdly, as you meditate on it, you go beyond the words. And I say you meet the man behind the words. You meet the Lord's heart. You come in. The Holy Spirit opens that door. wide. Remember, the Holy Spirit, Paul says, he searches. The Holy Spirit searches the depths of the Father. The Holy Spirit is a doorway for you into the heart of the Father. So we don't want to just read this with vain repetition. Again, there was two warnings of praying the Our Father. One is we don't become like the heathens, and the other is we don't become like the hypocrites. The first, the hypocrites, of course, those were performers. They were just saying it so everyone else would see them. And then second, the heathen, they would say it over and over again in hopes that something would happen. Here, we want to, the Holy Spirit's like, come on a journey with me into the heart of the Father, into Jesus, and you're going to see who he is. Who he is, what he thinks and feels about you, and then how you can pray for your neighbor. So let's let's say, why why do I want to approach the our Father and ask, how does this scripture show me what you think and feel about me? Why 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 what, how, does God even think and feel about me? And the Bible is very clear on this. And, and David understood this. Remember, David, uh, his quiet time, he would pray and read, and, and the Holy Spirit opened up the balcony of heaven, and all of a sudden, he's hearing conversations between the Father and Son. Revel- uh, psalm chapter 2 psalm 110 isaiah 42 isaiah is in his secret place with the lord and the holy spirit opens the balcony of heaven and the they're hearing conversations between the father and the son the father is like behold my servant he calls jesus his servant here's what i want you to have an understanding as you're going through these bible verses on the our father that the holy spirit's going to open up the converse, the heart of the father the heart of jesus and live. Truly, maybe like David, conversations between the father and the son. You have to have, have vision for your quiet time. So we don't want to just say these prayers randomly. We want to know that as you give them yourself to these over one week, two week, three, four, five months at a time, the Lord is going to meet you. I'm going to share a little story about how I did this for seven years And the Lord really met me. I believe that our Father is the answer to the crisis in our land. And the crisis is not uh, political parties that we don't get voted in. It's not ballot boxes. It's not this. It's not that. The crisis is a lack of the knowledge of God and our understanding of giving ourselves to the Lord in this hour. So with that being said, Let's jump right into what does the Lord think and feel about us. Um, Luke 11 is very clear. And I want to read some of these passages. I'm sorry, Luke 10 first. Let's read, read Luke 10, 36 and 37. And Jesus says, he says this. So which of the three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among the thieves. And so what's the story? Of course this is the parable of the Samaritan. And there's uh, a Jewish man is beat up, he's left, many people walk Jewish people walk by him and but the Samaritan comes. and this Samaritan comes and shows kindness to him. Uh, he uh, puts, puts oil and, and, and tends to his wounds, Bring him to an inn, pays for him, gives more money. He's, he's, kind, he's showing kindness when this would have been racial tension that the Jews obviously w- w- were hurt by. And so with that racism issue, Jesus confronts the racism by showing how the Samaritan, someone who Jews didn't typically uh, uh, like, because again, they, were, they had issues, um, he said, This one, the Samaritan, showed compassion. And in verse 37, the person answers, He who showed mercy on him. Jesus says, Go and do likewise. So here you have Jesus caring about mercy and not only that Jesus invented mercy the father god invented mercy jesus is ex- ex- he's showing that to the people on the earth he cares about the racism issue of his day and he said the answer to that is actually showing mercy of course we see this in the beatitudes so god cares about racism he cares about the issues and he says let's have show mercy to one another. What is mercy? I mean, you know, what you learn uh, in Bible school, in essence, is mercy is you don't get what you deserve. You don't get what you deserve. But if you look at it a little further, you can look at the mercy being more, if you look at it from a Hebrew perspective, the word loving kindness. Sometimes in Hebrew, the words don't... uh, correlate over as, as easily as we would like as far as the definitions. So you, in essence, if you're looking at the word mercy, you really need to look at two words put together, loving and kindness. And what do I mean by that? Loving, the Father loves you and humanity with unending love. So think about that, the Father's intense love for you, which is eternal. That's loving. And kindness... He shows his kindness to you. While you were yet a sinner, he provides a way of atonement through his very son, Jesus. So you put that word mercy and that mercy that he, the father loves you. And he makes a way for your atonement. The father loves you and he washes you clean. He's the only one that can take your conscience and make it clean. So his mercy, you don't get what you deserve, but we got to go deeper than that. It's his loving kindness. The father loves us with unending love. And he doesn't want you to be in shame, disbelief, doubt, anxiety, loneliness, depression. He wants you to be washed clean in that. The blood of Christ doesn't just save us from something. It saves us for something. So he's merciful. So God invented mercy. Why? Because he cares so much about you. So as we're reading the scriptures, we want to find out what he thinks and feels. Let's go a little bit further. In Matthew 20, um, we see in verse 31 through uh, 34, the blind man says, so there's two blind men on the side of the road the son of david have mercy upon us so they understand through the reading of torah they understood the mercy of god they actually knew he was the messiah that's why they gave him the title son of david have mercy upon us is what they said and so here they use this title son of david so they knew that he was messiah they knew he was messiah and they're crying out for the empathy that is inside of him, mercy. And we need to ask for God's mercy to come to our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Jesus, it says here in verse 34, Jesus had compassion. And it's important to know that as we go through these scriptures, we want to feel the emotions of God. We want to go deep. And sometimes you actually have to sit on them and meditate, and we call it texting God. And go to our website and get more on the texting God and coming nearer to him. Now, John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus uh, was confronted by, a, you know, first we have Martha running up to him after Lazarus is dead. He sat down for three days. He didn't go and visit him. And we got poor Martha's running up. Well, and she's, she's, she's in an intense state. And then you've got Mary coming up and it says that she, she's weeping. And Jesus looked at her. He was moved and he wept. You've got a God in the flesh Weeping over human issues. God cares. He has feelings. So we want to read the scripture and find out what he's thinking and feeling. Why? Because this is the answer to the depression that's attacking you. Remember, if you're dealing with depression, that's not who you are. It's the devil who hates God and hates you and he's attacking you. And the way forward is that God would come through his word and rescue you through the blood of Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to access what God has given us. We've got to access it um, in, the, in the very in the Our Father. When we take just the words "Our Father," those two words are actually doorways into encounter of rich emotion. The first word "Our," think about that. It's the Lord says, "I want you to pray this way." When He's saying the word "Our," He's actually saying, "I want all of you to pray together as a the family of God." And it's not just the Jewish people, because, you know, many scriptures are so many. I, I, I'm trying to count them all up. But there's so many scriptures talk about the Lord fusing Jew and Gentile together. And, of course, hopefully you've heard my teachings when Jesus comes into the outer court. That's actually the and flips over the tables. That's the court of the Gentiles. That was the court where the Gentiles could come and worship. And Jesus is not just mad about money changers, so to speak, but he's mad about you. it's supposed to be a house of prayer for all nations. So when the Lord says, Our. He wants you to have, that's a doorway, and what do you think and feel? You find out our, he's a father of us all, and he wants the family to be together. He has so much so that he sent his only son. So again, those two words, our father, as you get into this, they show the depths of the emotions of God. I, I want you to understand each word is a doorway to entering who God is. The knowledge of God, what he thinks and feels, and how then shall we pray for our neighbor? We're praying from the, our neighbor, not just with our own zeal, but we're coming and praying for our neighbor with the knowledge of who he is, with knowledge of what he thinks and feels, and then we begin to encounter the Lord and pray. Um, listen, you know, we have Daniel. When when the angel came in Daniel chapter 10, what's the first thing that the angel said? Daniel! you uh you work really hard because you're a hard worker and therefore I'm here No he said, you're greatly beloved in heaven so in heaven there's just there's emotions, rich emotions, so much so that they love Daniel. can you imagine while he's praying they're like, oh we love it look at that weak human being he's down there praying he's just believing in the midst of remember Daniel was in the midst of a 70 year Time out because Israel had lived in a place of sin and walked away from the Lord. And Daniel, standing faithful in Babylon, praying and, and asking the Lord that they would pray three times a day that the heart of the people would be turned and God would return them back to the land. We know this from Daniel nine. And um, with that being said, they. The heaven looked upon him as greatly beloved. So why? We gotta figure that out. The God of heaven must have been sitting there looking, look at Daniel, he's praying again, and all the angels are like, Wow, Daniel, he's loved by God. Remember, there's the difference, angels uh can't They see God as holy. They don't call him father. That's what the writer of Hebrews says. So with that understanding, we get to feel the love of God as a father. And they got to see the love of God the father for Daniel, the rich emotions of God the father. And from that place, what did they do? The angel's like, you're greatly beloved. I mean, can you imagine that angel on his way to Daniel and going, Daniel, I, I... I just want you to know you've been faithful all these years and you are greatly beloved. You're loved in heaven. God is rich in emotions. Even the angels knew that. When Peter was faced with the painful regret of denying Christ, did Christ come to him later and go, I knew you'd fall. I knew you, wicked sinner. You know, you can't ever measure up. No, he came and he said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He didn't restore him and say, work harder, work harder, work harder. He said, Peter, do you love me? Okay, then now go do what I've asked you to do. Do you love me? Now go ask and do what I've asked you to do. Do you love me? Again, the greatest commandment, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, Matthew 22. We see it in 37 through 39. Love God with your heart, soul, and mind. And and, and, and and we've got to go after this. Love God with our heart, our soul, our mind. He says love. He wants us to love. And, of course, this is actually how we're doing this. We find out who he is. We minister. We say these things back to him. We pray the truth back to him. We find out what he thinks and feels. We pray the truth in our heart. David says, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who has clean hands and a pure heart. He spoke the truth into their heart. We want to speak the truth about God's emotions into our heart. And we want to pray out. We want to take that and confidence about who he is and what he thinks and feels. Pray for our neighbor. And so then um, again, in the I want to say this. If you don't hear anything I say, please hear this. I spent over, I'm going to tell you a story, and this story is really important. I spent over seven years near daily, I'm sure there was a time I missed it, going through the Our Father. And not just going through the Our Father, but I was going deep into meditating on each word. That's right. I would take the word our, O-U-R, and I asked, what does this show me about who you are? What does this show me about what you think and feel about me? How then shall I pray for my neighbor? And I would go deep in this. In fact, in our our Bible classes, you have to first go after that aspect of the Lord. You go after who he is. And we take them through the Our father and we say, you just spend time on this one word and then go to the next and the next. And then we go to the word father and we say, you take time to go after this. And then you take the father and say, what does it show me about who you are? What does it show me about what you think and feel? And then another day, how then can I pray for my neighbor? So we go deep after who God is. And so I want you to know, I spent over seven years on each word. And I can truly say this. I'm getting to the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of the of the knowledge of God in this and who he is. I mean, and guess what? A million years from now, I won't even be at the beginning because God's, <laughs> he's, he never ends. And here, here's what I'm trying to say. Yesterday, he gave me, or actually this morning in prayer, he gave me tender, tender revelation of his heart. And and, and as I went through the Our Father, and he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, son, I'm asking the disciples to pray that. I'm saying, go love your spouses. Go love your children. Go love your family members who are mad that you're running around following this itinerant preacher. Go love the Samaritans. Go love the nation of Rome who's persecuting you. Actually, I, I I could get Rome out in a second, but the answer to the crisis isn't Rome. It's sin and the lack of knowledge of God. Remember, the son of man, the son of David showed up in their midst, and only two people that we were aware of out knew that he was there, Anna and Simeon. They're the only ones that we know. There was more. And obviously, uh, uh, John the Baptist leapt in the womb. Uh, uh, So it's very intense. I'm sure there was other people, but we have to understand it's important for us to know and go after who God is, the knowledge of God, and understand and pursue him for such a time as this. And And I want to encourage you to go after the Our Father. Line by line and pursue him. That's why we have these sheets. So let's let's look at this sheet if you have it. It's on the website. It says this, so. In we're here. We're in. We went out. We went up. I mean, we we got the knowledge of God. And yesterday we prayed it back. We went in. We're finding today what he thinks and feels about us. And then tomorrow we're going to go out. Okay. So let me go through this again, and I'm going to go through my example here. So, in you want to personalize the Lord's prayer by giving, getting revelation of what God thinks and feels about you. Again, these prayer sheets we designed are for you to personalize it. You to, we remember you're going to read the actual words, but we don't we we don't want to just we want to go deeper than that. You know, imagine if I just knew about my wife, but I didn't actually love her at a heart level. And so it's important. All women want to be loved at a deeper level. And so it's important. God wants to be known. He wants to be loved at a deeper level. And that's our prayers when our hearts are awakened and we turn that back around in prayer. So what does God think and feel about me? And this is going to transform you. He called, we call this praying in. You pray in your heart, second commandment, which is we love ourselves. Remember, the first commandment is love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We want to find out who He is. We want to be transformed, and then we want to love our neighbor as ourselves. This is the as ourselves part. We've got to learn to love God. A lot of people are deal with self hatred. It's because you probably don't know who God is and what He thinks and feels about you. And your answer isn't to try harder. Your answer isn't drugs and alcohol or pornography or anything. Your or music or movies or anything. Your answer is who God is and what He thinks and feels about you. Go on a journey. Um, We want to speak the truth about God, who he is, what he thinks and feels into our heart. And when I'm praying this today, I'm actually going to put my hands on my heart because this is what I do. I'm I'm speaking. I want these truths to go in my heart, my soul, my mind and transform me. This is how we overcome sin, anxiety, loneliness, depression, etc. We speak or we pray the truth into our heart. Look at the example that I've done here. And craft your own prayer in the space provided. Remember, pray the original, Our Father, and then craft a prayer. So I'm going to say, I want to pray this through. So the first line, it says, Our Father in heaven. And then I meditated on that. And I said, Lord, what does it show me about what you think and feel about me? And then I remember, I'm taking the knowledge of God that I had from the sheet before and the knowledge of God i wrote that he was a father in heaven for the first line and then here as i was meditating on this what he said to me is i'm the father who loves you and i wrote you are the father who loves me i want to sp- i'm i'm speaking the tr- the prayer i'm crafting the prayer to him okay but it's truth that touches my heart i hope you understand that and so as i'm declaring you are the father who loves me, that's going to break the lie of depression. That's going to break the the lies of anxiety and disbelief and fear. Because you're, you're saying, no, 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 he's a father in heaven that can't be moved. And he loves me with an unending love. He's a father who loves me. And that's actually going to destroy the fatherlessness issue. And nobody's a perfect father. No one has a perfect father. And I try to be a good father, but I say you have a father in heaven who loves you. And I'm with so many children daily who don't even know their fathers. The answer to the fatherless issue is you praying this prayer and finding out the father who loves you, and speak and saying to him, "You are the father who loves me." And then you can add this: put that, put your love in my heart. It's so simple. But you have to take time to do this. A lot of us are crying out, but we're not stopping and doing the necessary things that God's asked us, which is to pray. See, and here's the thing. If you're listening to music, who knows what it is? You're taking whatever, if it's rock, crazy rock music that's spitting lies from the devil, and you're saying that and you're singing that, you're actually singing lies into the atmosphere and then your heart and mind begin to believe those things. If you're putting yourself before social media and it's garbage, it's just garbage and you're sitting there thinking everybody's angry, sad, depressed, whatever, you've got to put your put that away and put yourself before the truth of who God is, what he thinks about you. And that's what's and you speak that truth to God and into your heart. I hope you, I hope you understand that. Then when it says, hallowed be your name, my, again, on prayer sheet one, as I went through, I, I, he's holy above all. So, but what is that holy above all? And I asked him, what does it show me about what you think and feel about me? And as I talked to him, as I text God, he said, you have, I, 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 I came to the conclusion that he brought me into the holy family of God. So I'm going to turn this around in prayer. You brought me into the holy family of God. So that's going to destroy where where people are. Everybody needs to be in a family, right? And so that destroys all the lies of saying this other family over here doesn't love you. And your your church might not treat you well. I, I understand that. And it's hard. People are just people. They're trying to do the best they can. And, and uh, some people can't get past their own pain, but this is how you can get past your own pain and be a part of the family. And then it says, your will be done. And as I went through this, I, I, his will is perfect. And so that the devil tries to tell you every day that his will isn't perfect. As I find out, that's who he is. And now as I meditate about what he thought and f- what do you think and feel about me, it's, you know what he said? you have, I have a perfect will for you. And I'm like, Ooh, ah, oh, that's good. It's so good. in that you have a plan for me. You think about me and you have, you can make a way for me according to your grace. And now I really got to pray for that. So if when you're scared of following his will, you declare back to him, you have a perfect will for my life. And that shows that he's deep. He's close. He's near. Does that make sense? Oh, it's such good stuff. So, next line. I'm going to do one more line, and I'm going to pray all my truths through. And I want you to go get your own truth. On earth as it is in heaven. As I went through on the prayer sheet one, who he is, it says that your will in heaven is perfect. That even in heaven, everything is perfect. And so, what does it help me to think and feel as I meditated deeper? Um, That... You have placed me as a child of God in heaven forever. It's that Ephesians 2 reality that we're seated with him in heavenly places. And I just said, wait a second, you're not going to let me go. The father is on the throne thinking of his plan for you. And Jesus is at the right hand of the father going, dad, tell me what to pray for you. And then he's praying it. And he said, this is the most perfect prayer of the Our Father to pray. So I want to go through this. And I'm going to pray it. So I've gone through and I've filled in and I've text God and I've talked to him. And I'm going to say the verse, the, the scripture that Jesus taught us to pray, the words. And then I'm going to craft them in my own words. And I'm going to tell them back to God. And I'm going to pray the truth into my heart. You ready? i to do this out loud. And I always sit like this. I'm going to start here. So you start with me. Maybe you just put your hand over your heart and say this. When we're saying the words, we're not just saying vainly, like we're seated with him in heavenly places. The blood of Christ has brought you near, Ephesians 2 says, because God made a way for us to be seated with him in heavenly places. It's so amazing. So when you're praying this, prayer is a place before God. No matter where you are on earth, you get to be seated with him. So let's take our stand before the Lord. And we're going to say these words right to him. Our father in heaven, you're the father who loves me. Place that love in my heart. Hallowed be your name. You have brought me into the holy family of God. Help my heart and mind and soul understand the family of God and my place. Your kingdom come. Father, I'm in your kingdom forever. Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, help me understand the reality of your forever kingdom. Your will be done. Father, you have a perfect will for my life. Help me rest in you on earth as it is in heaven. You've placed me as a child of God forever in heaven. Help my mind and heart rest in you. Give us this day our daily bread. You provide for me because you delight in me. You're the provider. You provide in me because you delight in me. Help me to believe. Forgive us our debts. You're the only one who can forgive debts. That's who you are. You forgive my sins and you put your tender mercy over me. You wash me in tender mercy. Forgive us our debts. Father, I ask you're the one who can take our debts away what I've done in my life financially and the sin I've caused, would you come and make a way, wash me in your mercy and get me clean? Father, forgive our debtors. Help me, you you forgive them. Help me to forgive. You have forgiven me. God, help. You give me grace to forgive those who hurt me. Only you can give me this grace. Do not lead us into temptation. Father, you're the only one who can lead us in the path of righteousness. Father, give me grace to overcome all temptations. Deliver us from the evil one. You're the deliverer. You went to the cross because you first loved me. Father, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You have a perfect place for me in your kingdom forever. Help me believe and receive. And I pray for my friends listening, you would help them believe and receive. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.